on SAFM. Tuesday takeover with Mbalinduli, guest interview number one, A.D. Enthoven, Chief Executive Officer, Yellowwoods, also a board member of the Solidarity Fund. Of course, the Solidarity Fund has disbursed over $1.4 billion towards provision of PPE and the implementation of the Citizens in Solidarity campaign. I don't want to say more about that, Mbali. Please do take over. Good evening to you, A.D. Don't be surprised if and when you hear my voice as you converse with your good old friend, Mbali. Bali. Thank you so much. Well, as you said, um, my first guest tonight is Dr. Adrian Enthoven. He is the executive chairman of Woodlands, which is a European-based private investment group. But I think more impressively for most of us, and probably the way that most of Africans know him, uh, is that he is responsible for the African portfolio of insurance, hospitality, and wine investments. He served on the boards of the groups of African-based businesses, including chairing the Holland Insurance Group. Um, and I think people like myself in the political space and definitely people in the social justice space will know that AD has been involved in many initiatives that deal with youth unemployment, education, social justice. He's been the board member of Citizens for Africa, um, chaired the African Leadership Initiative and Business Leadership of South Africa, um, and certainly is uh, impressive in terms of being a trustee of the Sphere Arts Fund, the World Wildlife Fund of South Africa, and has sat on many advisory boards. And the reason that he's a doctor is because he has a PhD in political science from Oxford University. So, I mean, on that accomplished note, A.D., welcome, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting me in Bali. Awesome. A.D., talk us through, I mean, you obviously are very accomplished, as is the whole team that is behind you um, in the Solidarity Fund. But... Talk us through what happens when the president of the country decides to call you and ask you to lead up a fund that is really going to be combating an unprecedented event such as the Solidarity Fund. What was the boost? How did that conversation go? Well, it was a, it was a very surreal uh, um, set of events. I mean, I, I was actually called uh, by Minister Patel, Minister of Trade and Industry and Competition, uh, and the next uh, evening... Um, uh, I had no idea, you know, who else would be involved. You know, I, I, I heard that I had, uh, was was appointed as the uh, deputy chairman of the fund and the chair would be uh, Gloria Sarobe. And uh, the next morning we got on a call with, um, you know, a couple of the people who were involved in setting up the funds and we started from there. And we now have, uh, you know, probably 15 organizations uh, that are co- you know, committed to the fund, over 80 people working full-time at the fund. I mean, it's been, it's been quite a journey. Mm. I think one of the things for me that's really struck me, and this is why I wanted you on the show, is just the incredible work that the fund has done. And I think that South Africans really need some good news um, after the couple of weeks that we've had. And I just hope that you could share... Uh, some of the work that the fund has done to actually help combat COVID-19. Thanks, Mbali. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I think it's important uh, just for the listeners as, as context. I mean, the fund was set up uh, um, by, by government and business, uh, you know, with the idea that it would unite South Africa in the fight against COVID-19. But obviously, like, this is a massive challenge that we all face, you know, South Africans as a country, so the fund has chosen, and you know, our resources, and we'll talk a bit about you know, fundraising later, but our, you know, our resources are small in relation to you know, the challenge and you know, the scale of the, of the resources required you know, for this crisis. So we've chosen to focus our investments in, in three broad areas. I mean, the first is in the health response, and this is really just to augment 
what government is doing and, and, and the national uh, health response and the, and the response of the provinces to support the national health system. I mean, in that, we procured uh, 905 million rand worth of uh, protective equipment for frontline healthcare workers and also for community healthcare workers in the, working in the NGO sector. Mm. We've uh, spent 250 million rand on, on test kits supporting the NHLS. We also have uh, capacitated the academic laboratories with 88 million rand to enable them to help boost the testing capacity of the NHLS and also to help kind of marginalize people and marginalized communities. We've, we've uh, have an arrangement with DISCAM where we provided uh, the test kits to them um, at cost and they you know, have set up testing capacity at their own cost um, at, at, at remote uh, branches for people who are not on medical aid and, and who need to be tested and for whom it's a long you know, way to get to, uh, to a testing facility. So a significant intervention in testing, which we know is a kind of critical element of the, of the health response. Then, you know, we've, we've also been um, focused on, um, you know, the whole issue of, uh, of ventilators. Uh, we procured 200 ventilators very early on. But we now have been um, looking to support a very significant uh, building of local capacity to manufacture. This, these are not the invasive ventilators. These are the CPAP non-invasive uh, oxygen support uh, uh, ventilators. Um, and we provided a grant of 11.3 million rand for, for, for the prototypes, for, these, for the local manufacture of these ventilators. Uh, and we're hoping to get involved, you know, in a very significant way to procure ventilators to support, you know, we, we, the, the, the National Department of Health estimates that we'll need around 50,000 of these ventilators in the crisis. And we can't procure these ventilators internationally. So we need to, to, to manufacture them locally. Mm. Then uh, the second area of work we've been involved in is the humanitarian response. And, and this is to support those who are affected by COVID. I mean, many people thought that we would get involved in supporting businesses. And, and, and we chose not to do that largely because the problem of small businesses in crisis is just a problem that's far too big for the funds to be able to manage or to deal with. So we focused on, on, on a critical issue of food security and food relief. And we provided uh, 280,000 families uh, with food relief. We have an additional you know, 23,000 families that will be supported through our food voucher program. Um, and the second big humanitarian area, area that we've been focused on is gender-based violence. And we recently made a 17 million rand uh, grant to help support uh, victims of gender-based violence. And the final uh, um, area, uh, the third area of our work has been the solidarity campaign. And, and the campaign is about really at its heart is a behavioral change campaign. Uh, in Bali, I, I can't stress enough how important it is that as South Africans, we wear masks, we practice physical distancing, and we practice good hygiene. And, you know, we've launched a massive national campaign uh, um, to do that and also to kind of inspire and, and, and mobilize resources in communities and, and, and individuals to act to help support. Uh, you know, this is a problem that's not going to be solved by government alone. This is a problem that requires all of us. Uh, we've committed 7 million rand for a radio campaign, which is in 12 languages, uh, uh, in 15 local radio stations across the country, and we've launched, you know, very significant, you know, we've committed about 29 million or 30 million rand to a very significant national communications campaign uh, to support this uh, behavioral change that we're looking at. Yeah. The, the campaign is called Citizens in Solidarity uh, that Songhezo mentioned at the beginning, and, we, uh, and, and, and we're really trying to drive behavioral change through that, also working through the churches, working through civil society yeah. organizations, through schools, etc. That's all like really amazing work, maybe. And I think there were two things that you just mentioned that I actually just want to pick up on. The first is obviously you spoke about a lot of confusion on the different fronts and the people 
um, you know, South Africa has continued to fund a lot. And you, you mentioned a lot of numbers in terms of, you know, the amount of money that you use. Could you give us an indication of how much money the fund has actually raised? I mean, I think we all saw in the news um, people like the May, May Oppenheim and their daughters and the amount, the amount of money that mm-hmm. they raised and gave to the fund um, and other people. And just on that also, we've also seen that there's been a lot of mismanagement of these funds that have been set up for COVID-19 where people being paid a certain amount of money, executives being paid. Can we take a see one, how much money the fund is actually raised? And two, and to put you on the spot, and I'm sorry about this, but how much are you know the executives and directors and chairmen like yourself being paid from the funds of the um, from the money from these funds? And before you answer that, AD, please, you and Mbali have another two minutes left of this conversation, so your response okay. perhaps might want to consider that. <laughs> okay. okay, thanks, Ambassador. Um, so, so Mbali, I'm, I'm pleased you asked that question. And firstly, you know, every single expense of the fund has been pro bono. All 80 people are working pro bono. The board, it's all okay, pro bono. What? The executive, no one, has re- no one has received a single cent. We haven't paid a single consultant. We haven't paid a single service provider. Every single cent we've spent has gone into well the impact initiatives that I mentioned earlier. Well so so there, there is absolutely no kind of, uh, you know, friction cost in, in the fund at all. Uh, we've received uh, pledges of 3 billion rand to date. We, we kind of got to the 3 billion rand mark on Friday, so we were celebrating. Uh, we have 2.7 billion rand in the bank, deposited in the bank. Obviously, sometimes it, t- it takes time for commitment to translate into, into, into uh, money in the bank. But really exciting, you know, we've had 265, uh, 264,000 individual donations from all over the country. Wow. And we've had, you know, the, 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 the people in far-flung parts of this country, you know, who've shown confidence in the fund. Um, and, you know, we really want to kind of thank South Africans uh, for coming forward. You know, you know, and interestingly, you know, the, the two provinces that have contributed the most money to the fund are, are Free State and, and uh, Northwest. Uh, so, so a big shout out to them. But it really is. I mean, and, and just to say, you know, we take the responsibility of being the custodian of these funds of all of these individuals extremely seriously at the fund and really trying to have the biggest impact that we can have. I'm going to exercise what? executive privilege. I beg your pardon to interrupt yeah. him, Bali. Um, A.D., Great story you've told so far, but let's get real. The Eastern Cape through Cindy Swagomba, the MEC there, has said the department is bankrupt. How difficult is it to be engaging such political spaces where simply ineptitude abounds? Those are some kids. I mean, you know, we're really thinking hard about, you know, what's the biggest impact that we can have uh, in, in the Eastern Cape and in, and in other provinces, you know, Gauteng, Western Cape, you know, Kazidan and, and others that, you know, are really struggling with the virus. And I mean, firstly to say, I mean, this is, you know, we, we, we are not a substitute for the national health response. You know, yes, I think we were yes. set up to augment the health response. And, you know, we've tried to find the areas where we can have the biggest possible impact, the biggest leverage with the money that we have available. And, you know, it's the kind of things that I was talking about earlier. We are looking at, like, critical medical supplies that we can help provide, you know, into the Eastern Cape uh, that will really help to, you know, try to alleviate the crisis. I mean, obviously... We're not the solution to some of the issues that have mm. been kind of in, you know, in the media. And, you know, we all know the kind of challenges, you know, that are faced in the health sector and you know, the challenges that are confronted. But I would say, you know, this is like an unprecedented uh, um, health crisis that we're facing. And, and, and also to say, you know, you know, in the coming weeks and months, this is going to get much worse. You know, the next three months are going to be really torrid, you know, for the country. It's going to be really tough. And, uh, you know, I think uh, obviously for the fund, but for all of us South Africans, you know, whatever support that we can help provide, 
uh, you know, the healthcare workers and the health services as they deal with this crisis, you know, we, we should be there for them. Excellent. Mbali, you want to round it up? Excellent. I do. And I, I think I just, I think I speak on behalf of all South Africans. Just really thank yourself, AD, and your team for the amazing work that you can do. And if you can just give us in 30 seconds maybe how people can help and contribute with whatever little sense we have left from this COVID devastation, I think that, that would be great. Yeah, so I mean, firstly, obviously, we, we, you know, any, any small donation really helps. You know, we can buy more masks, we can, we can you know, uh, buy more medical equipment, we can really help. And I think we've got a really good uh, infrastructure to, you know, to direct uh, money that we receive to the fund. So, seconds. you know, I'd encourage you to go to www.solidaritystone.co.za, you know, to support. And then also to get behind our Citizens in Solidarity campaign, you know, and really get behind this need for us to, to step up around our behaviors, you know, around hygiene, around mask wearing, around physical distancing. This is going to really help flatten the curve and, 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 and contain the number of people, uh, the number of deaths. That's the in Thank you so much for joining us. There's a career for AD in radio, Thanks I can tell together. you. Pleasure, my brother. Thank you so Bye. much, Mbali. Let's get on through to okay. your next guest. The time is now 20.55. Immediately after this, it will be another gentleman. Please stay tuned, everybody.